Lucy Parsons. Welcome to today's show. Today we're talking about year 10 exams and basically everything you need to know about them. So keep listening for that. But um, just in anticipation of year 10 exams and year 12 exams and other year groups exams as well at the end of the year, I wanted to let you know about the Revision Kickstarter workshop that I'm running on Saturday the 15th of May 2021. And this is specifically designed to help students with end of year exams to put together a personalised revision plan that will work for them, both in terms of targeting the information that they particularly need to revise, but also using revision techniques that suit their brains and how they like to learn. Um, So if you're interested in this, please visit lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash revision dash kickstarter and you can see all the information about it and sign up for it there they're really really popular i run them throughout the year and people always really find them helpful and motivating and help them help students learn to revise once and for all and so it's well worth investing the time um, in coming along to that Okay, you can find the details at lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash revision dash kickstarter. Okay, let's get on with today's show and talk about year 10 exams and everything you need to know about them. So, is your child in year 10? Are you wondering about their end of year exams? In today's episode, you can find out everything you need to know, including answers to these questions. Are year 10 exams important? What are year 10 exams? How seriously should you take year 10 exams? When are year 10 exams? How will, no, sorry, will year 10 do GCSE exams in 2022? And how do you revise for year 10 exams? And if you'd like any of the links I mentioned today and um, or if you prefer to read this or you want to refer to it again in the future, you can go to lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash year 10 exams. Okay, so let's start off with thinking about what year 10 exams actually are. So year 10 exams are part of a school's normal cycle of assessment. Schools run them to gauge where students are at in terms of their progress at the end of the first year of GCSE study. So if you, most schools will do GCSEs across year 10 and year 11. Some schools these days do start slightly earlier than that. But um, I think for most people, psychologically at least, year 10 is the first kind of proper year of GCSE study. The content of year 10 exams, which can also be thought of as end of year exams, is usually everything that students have learned during that academic year. But teachers will usually let students know which bits of the curriculum they'll be tested on so they can focus on those areas in their revision. So why are Year 10 exams useful for teachers? So teachers use assessment, such as end-of-year exams, to understand their students' progress and to understand more about their strengths and weaknesses in terms of subject knowledge and skills. 
This enables them to adjust their teaching to help students with weaker areas. Some schools and departments within schools may also use the exams to reassign students to different sets. So if you've got sets in the school, so for example, often English and maths and science are set, um, teachers might use um, the year 10 exams to reassign students to different teaching groups to a group that has a more appropriate pace and depth um, of teaching um, to help that student make the progress that they should be making. Um, year 10 exa exams are also useful for students and parents because they help them to understand which parts of the curriculum they know and understand well, which parts of the curriculum they need to pay more attention to, to practice their revision skills before they get into year 11 and get their first taste of what GCSE exams are going to be like because often year 10 exams are run kind of at exam desks in the hall or sports hall or if your child has learning differences they might be given a smaller room with a scribe and extra time and all that kind of thing so it's a really good taste of what GCSE exams are going to be like so that they're less intimidating when they get to the real thing. So the next thing is, are GCSE exams, uh, sorry, are year 10 exams important and do they really matter? Year 10 exams are important because they're a step on the journey towards final GCSE exams. The results of year 10 exams don't mean anything material in the long term. Their importance is more in terms of giving students the experience of taking exams. It's like their first set of mock exams. You know, they'll have mock exams all the way through year 11, often having at least two sets of mocks. So it's really their first set of mocks. And it gives both students and teachers a clearer idea of where they're at in their learning and what they need to work on next. As with all mock exams, they're as valuable as the learnings you get from them. So if you don't take them very seriously, don't get very good results and don't spend any time thinking about or reflecting on the results, the year 10 exams are virtually useless. Whereas if you try to do your best and spend time reflecting on what went well, what didn't go well and what you'll change about how you prepared for your next round of mocks, they're a really helpful part of the long-term prepara preparation for GCSE exams. And I've got a um, blog post and podcast episode, I think, um, called How to Get the Most Out of Your Mocks which you can Google, it's called How to Get the Most Out of Your Mocks, or you can find the link in today's show notes at livemoreextraordinary.com forward slash year 10 exams. So how seriously should you be taking year 10 exams? Well, a very common pattern that I see as an academic coach is students doing really badly in their year 10 exams and their parents then having a major panic. They seek out academic coaching or become members of the Extraordinaries Club to try to plug the gaps and help their children to get up to speed in year 11. I remember one family who were members of the Extraordinaries Club in particular. The son had done really badly in his year 10 exams, 
getting twos and threes in each subject. His mum was really shocked by his low grades and really worried because he needed good grades to get into a boarding school in the UK. They were living in Europe and he couldn't stay at his international school to study A-levels because they didn't have a sixth form. So he really, really needed to get decent grades to get into a UK boarding school. Um, And if he didn't do that, there was basically nothing (laughs) that he could do with his future. So it was really quite high stakes. Um, So this mum did some Googling and discovered my website, lifemoreextraordinary.com and the idea of academic coaching. She signed up for the Extraordinaries Club and this is what she said two months after joining. In just two months, my son has more direction and he feels he is becoming better prepared and more confident as he gains the necessary tools required to study more effectively. My son now has strategies in place to become more organised and to manage his time better. If he starts to veer away from these, then he can revisit the videos, blogs and even the coaching calls to help get back on track and keep motivated to reaching his goal. As the Extraordinaries Club is aimed at both parents and students, we are now both singing off the same sheet, whereas before this wasn't the case. I also know that it was just that if it was just me making the suggestions and giving him advice, he wouldn't take it seriously. Lucy has a way of engaging with the students and they do listen. As a parent, I feel that Lucy genuinely does care about how well our children perform and she is passionate about delivering the different methods and coping strategies to them. Having just attended the first Year 11 Parents' Evening, I can honestly say that it felt as though we were discussing a completely different boy from the one we had at the end of year 10. So that that just gives you a reflection of the kind of things that can happen as being a, a as a result of being a member of the Extraordinaries Club and I'm really happy to say that this young man went on to get very respectable GCSE results and got into the sixth form he wanted to. So that was a huge relief for the whole family. So the question as a parent you should really be asking yourself when you're contemplating year 10 exams is, are you gonna let them fail or are you going to do everything you can to help them succeed? Some students really benefit from the shock of doing really badly and getting the proverbial kick up the backside. Other students don't cope very well at all with failure. If they fail, they either write themselves off or they become very anxious and push themselves too hard and it often affects their mental health in an adverse way. You know your child best and you know how to manage their psychology. You need to decide whether letting them learn from their own mistakes is the best strategy or whether you need to support them to do as well as possible. My advice as an academic coach is this though. Year after year, I've seen this pattern of failure in year 10 exams and families having to pick up the pieces in year 11. It's not pretty and it's not easy. Year 11 is tough right from the start. Many schools now run GCSE mocks in November and then again in February or March, which means that almost from the first day of year 11, students will be revising for mocks. 
This leaves very little time to actually learn how to study and revise properly, which is what I teach students in the Extraordinaries Club. Nearly every family I work with says they wish they'd join the club sooner, particularly when they join in year 11, which would have given them a bit more time and capacity to learn the study skills before the pressures of year 11 start. This is why I advise families to join the Extraordinaries Club in year 10. And you know what would make me really happy? What, <laughs> the thing that would make me happiest of all is if people joined in year 10, in September of year 10, and learned how to study up until that Christmas. And then if they felt they got it cracked, they left the club and they didn't need me again through the next three and a half years. But what often happens is that people come and join us in September of year 11 or even January of year 11. And it's such hard work for them at this stage. There is so much ground to catch up on, both in terms of learning how to study effectively but also just catching up on the work that they haven't done to the very best of their ability, um, you know, plugging the gaps that have been identified by the mocks that they haven't done as well as they would have liked to have done in. So, yeah, it's just one of my greatest wishes that people would join the club sooner and get this help before they hit the problems. And I kind of get the mentality that people want to see if problems occur before they join the club and spend the time and money and all that kind of thing. But it would just save so much heartache and so much stress and so much anguish if people learnt this stuff up front and then they knew what they were doing. So you might be wondering if GCSE exams are actually going to go ahead in 2022 because I've heard a few people starting to wonder about this. So I'm publishing this in spring 2021, not that long after students have gone back to school after the second coronavirus lockdown. This is the second year that GCSE exams have been cancelled and some people, you know, are rightly wondering whether they will be cancelled again in 2022 because of the amount of learning time that students in the current year 10 have missed because of the first lockdown, um, then being at school all through the autumn, but you know having a lot of bubbles bursting and having to isolate for two weeks. And then the second coronavirus lockdown that affected schools, um, it was actually the third lockdown. Um, but it is my belief that the government will want to press ahead with GCSE exams as normal next year in 2022. They were very reluctant to cancel them in 2021 and only did so at the very last moment, you know, on the basically the day that the second lockdown was announced. Um, when those students had already had their learning se severely disrupted by the first lockdown and then all those bubbles bursting and self-isolations and all that kind of thing. So we have to assume that GCSE exams will go ahead in 2022 until it's announced that they're not going ahead. And looking at the current government's track record, they won't make an announcement like this until very late in the next school year. So I'm talking the school year 2021-22. And they'll only do it if they are forced to by the circumstances. We know from all of their rhetoric that they believe that exams 
are the best and the only way. And, you know, it's up for debate whether exams are the best and the only way. But, you know, we know that the kind of stop gaps mechanisms, mechanisms that have been put in place in place are less than ideal and even less than ideal than the actual exams happening um, because of the inconsistency in which they're being implemented across different schools and between departments and between teachers and all that kind of thing. And it's not the school's teachers or department's fault, it's the fault of the government for letting them do it in such a kind of patchwork kind of way. But we know it's less than ideal, and I think that's the point. So all this means that Year 10 exams in 2021 are part of the build-up to GCSE exams in 2022 and should be taken seriously, particularly as a way to consolidate lockdown learning during Year 10. So I really can't emphasise that point enough. If your young people are worried about the learning that they did at home during lockdown, whether it was good enough, doing these year 10 exams are the perfect opportunity to look back over what they learned during the lockdown and consolidate it and create revision materials and make sure they understand it and all that kind of thing. So I think that's a really important kind of mindset strategy in terms of how to look at these year 10 exams it's always a mistake unless they're actual official public exams like the GCSEs at the end of year 11 or the A-levels at the end of year 13 to look at exams as this kind of big test instead I think using the word assessment is much more accurate because it's an assessment of where you're at but it's also an opportunity to brush up on everything that you've learned in the build-up to that particular set of um, assessments. And, you know, taking the time to do that. It's been proven by research that the more often that you practice remembering the things that you need to remember for an exam, so it's basically creating those neural pathways in your brain to access those bits of information that you need. The more often you do that the more slick and fluent that process is, basically the better your memory. So these exams are an opportunity for students who think their learning may have been compromised by the lockdown in 2021 um, to really consolidate what they should have learnt and understood or perhaps didn't learn and understand completely during that time. Okay, so the next question is, when are Year 10 exams held? So, Year 10 exams are held at some point in the summer term. Some schools hold them as early as the beginning of May, but most won't hold them until after the May half term. In 2021, I would expect most schools to hold them after June the 18th, which is the deadline for submitting this year's GCSE and A-level teacher-assessed grades. So I think most schools will tinker with their normal plan for the academic year this year because teachers are going to be so focused on setting assessments and exams and doing the marking and the moderation and all that kind of thing for the current year 11s and year 13s that I just don't think that they will feel that they have the capacity to set year 10 exams and mark them 
as well. So I believe that um, sensible schools who are trying to manage their teachers' workloads in a sympathetic way will hold Year 10 exams after June the 18th to give teachers that time and space to do the GCSE and A-level teacher assess grades properly. Um, and I just want to highlight as well that if you are looking for general information on what to expect at different points of the school year, I've got a blog post and podcast episode all about that. It's called The Ultimate Guide to the School Year or the Academic Year, not sure which, but there's a link in today's um, podcast show notes, which you can find at lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash year 10 exams. Okay, so we're on to our final point, which is how to revise these year 10 exams once you know when they are, whether they matter and whether you're going to take them seriously or not. So there are four basic steps in revising for year 10 exams and using them to inform future revision in year 11. So the first step is to get a list of what you need to know for each subject. You can ask subject teachers for this. So hopefully they'll give you topics or kind of unit titles that you need to know. And um, you can look at the um, exam specifications on the exam board websites to get detailed lists of what is contained in each of those topics or units. So you can use that as a checklist to tick things off against. Once you've got though that information, you need to identify strengths and weaknesses in terms of your knowledge and understanding. And this means that you can focus your revision on your weaknesses, which are the things that will make the most difference in these exams and in your build-up to GCSE exams. Then what I would really advise, once you know which bits of knowledge you're going to focus on in your revision is to use active revision techniques such as making flashcards and testing yourself on them using those uh, on your testing yourself using those flashcards or doing past papers using the revision power hour method which if you google you will find or there's a link to it in today's show notes um so active revision methods are always better than kind of lolling about on your bed vaguely reading through your class notes or a textbook um, you want to be doing something actively with the information that you're revising to help it stick in your brain and then finally once the year 10's exams are over I strongly recommend doing an exam season review just to reflect on the revision that you did and how the exams went and what went well and what didn't go so well and what you would change when you have your first set of year 11 mocks because this will help you in that learning process and help with continuous improvement of how you approach exams as you go through the two-year GCSE progress process and even on into a level of study. So that's a brief overview of kind of how to revise effectively. But if you'd like more detailed guidance on how to set up an effective revision strategy for year 10 exams, come along to my revision Kickstarter workshop on Saturday the 15th of May. 
During the live workshop, I will guide students through creating a personalised revision plan that can just be re revisited and tweaked as they go through year 11. You can also get access to a series of subject-specific how to revise masterclasses, which give students revision tips and exam technique for the core academic subjects. Um, for instance, the um, English language one, one young man did watch the workshop the night before an exam and went from a grade six to a grade nine overnight just because he implemented what he was told in that masterclass. So you can sign up for the Revision Kickstarter either by becoming a member of the Extraordinaries Club or you can just sign up for it on a kind of one-off basis. But that will give you 31 days access to the Extraordinaries Club and you can access all the content of the club during that time, including all the how to revise masterclasses. Um, and the other alternative, if you're somebody who needs less handholding through this process, there are three study skills modules in the Extraordinaries Club which teach students how to revise. So one's called Plan Your Revision, the next one's called Optimise Your Revision Techniques, and the last one is Revise for Results. And they basically take you through how to plan revision, which how to use revision techniques effectively, and finally, how to kind of conduct yourself during revision season. Um, so that tackles issues like distractions and procrastination and boredom and all that kind of thing but those are also things you can ask me questions about on the revision kickstarter workshop so in summary year 10 exams are an important part of the two-year journey towards taking gcse's at the end of year 11. if students take the opportunity to learn how to revise effectively and reflect on what they've learned from taking their year 10 exams, it will stand them in good stead for the demands of year 11. And if you want more help with this, please do check out the Revision Kickstarter workshop, which you can find at lifemoreextraordinary.com forward slash revision dash kickstarter or join the Extraordinaries Club at theextraordinariesclub.com. So I really help, uh, sorry, <laughs> I really hope that today's episode has been helpful to you in understanding a bit more about year 10 exams and having a clear strategy to move forwards with them successfully and in a motivating and positive way. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day and goodbye.